This episode of Stick Like Glue Radio is brought to you by Jim Palmer's Dream Business Academy Annapolis. This truly one-of-a-kind live event takes place October 7th through the 9th in beautiful Annapolis, Maryland. And you'll learn exactly how to market and grow a more profitable business faster. Jim and his dream team of speakers will share some of their best marketing and business building advice, all in a pitch-free zone. And don't miss two of Jim's rock star entrepreneur friends, Melanie Benson Strick and best-selling author Bob Berg. Dream Business Academy Annapolis will quite literally transform your business. Do not miss it. Get all the details and register today at www.dreambizacademy.com. That's www.dreambizacademy.com. Hey, friends, this is James Malinchak, featured on ABC's hit TV show, Secret Millionaire, and founder of BigMoneySpeaker.com, and you are listening to my good friend, Jim Palmer, on Stick Like Glue Radio. Welcome to Jim Palmer's Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert, author, speaker, and an in-demand coach. He's the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program. Jim is the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show based on Jim's smart marketing and business building advice. Check it out at www.newsletterguru.tv. And now, please welcome the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more of those are great things in anybody's business. I am your host, Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I'm really excited about this week's show. My special guest is veteran, registered nurse, writer, and all-around successful entrepreneur, Rick Martinez. Let me tell you a little bit about Rick, and we'll bring him right on. Rick Martinez is an award-winning entrepreneur, nurse, veteran, speaker, and the founder of Project Bink. Way to hear about that. He brings a wealth of experience experience, and tremendous passion for impacting lives. His early business success prompted San Antonio Business Journal to name him one of the city's 40 under 40. His first company, a medical services contracting company, would go on to become one of the U.S. Small Business Administration's top 100 companies, and Rick was awarded the prestigious Jefferson Award for Public Service, further embodying his spirit of giving back and serving others. Rick, it is a real pleasure to have you on Stick Like Glue Radio. How are you doing today? Jim, I am doing incredible today, and it is an honor to be on the show with you. I appreciate that introduction. That's awesome, and I'm ready to just fire away. You know, I've, I've done a little bit of research, although uh, you and I have shared right before we went live, as, as we're doing this interview, I was my uh, my granddaughter was just born, so I'm on a little bit of a sleep deprivation, but I did manage to do some uh, research when I saw you were going to be on the show. You know, there's a lot of people that are talking, Rick, about uh, mind hacks, and things. that's kind of a big name right now. You, you uh, are tied to something, I don't know if you actually uh, uh, created the term purpose hack. It, now, did you create that term or how did that come about you know that's i appreciate you asking that jim so purpose hack i i want to say i created it i i looked for it because i'm all i'm into this hacking world as well life hacking biohacking which is really optimizing myself and my time and i had to ask my question is 
why am I doing all these things? Why do, I, why do I want to have more free time? Why do I want to optimize my health and my fitness? And I realized I wanted to do all those things because of my greater purpose in life, and that's to, uh, to serve the greater good, to be here for my wife. And so I thought, you know what? I'm, what I'm really doing is I'm hacking my purpose. So it just naturally just uh, it, it emerged that I'm a purpose hack. And I didn't see anybody out there who was saying that, doing that, so I am I'm, I'm a purpose hack. And I, I really dig the term, and that's really why I do those things. You know, it's really, I mean, one of the things I teach uh, my, my clients is, you know, it's important to come up with your own language, to have your own phrases and things like that. So congratulations. That's a pretty cool one. Um, that'd be cool to see that get into Wikipedia or something like that, something, you know, Rick Martinez, originally coined by Rick Martinez in, you know, 2015 or whatever. That'd be pretty sharp. And uh, You know, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's actually, <laughs> that is a pretty cool thing. Yep. Hey, Rick, first of all, thank you for your service to our great country. Um, really appreciate that. And I wanted to ask you, what, when, tell us, give us a little bit of background, like um, when you were in the service and then did you, did you start your first business when you came out? What, what was your entrepreneurial journey like? Yeah, you know, so, I, so Jim, I did not have one of, those, um, one of those stories where I sold bubble gum in school or anything like that. I was, I was actually just an average kid. Um, I, I, I really was. I, I joined the military in the, right after high school, uh, got out and uh, got my college degree and became a nurse. I think it was the military that actually prompted me to decide that I wanted something more and that I had the compassionate streak about me. I just, um, uh, I just I wanted to help in some way, and I've always enjoyed and really loved the medical field, nursing especially. So I became a nurse in the early 90s. And... I still have no inkling about entrepreneurship, even what the word entrepreneur meant. But it was about five years into my nursing career when I started doing contract work. And um, it was doing contract work. and In essence, I was being placed as uh, supplemental help. Uh, so when a hospital was short-staffed, an agency would place me. And uh, it doubled my income. It freed up my time. And I thought, wow, there's something really cool about that. So then I guess it was five years, after about five years of doing this, I realized that uh, I, I guess I intuitively noticed some of the chinks in the armor of, uh, of the business of, of placing staff. And I thought, I could do it better. In fact, I, I could do it better if I, if I just placed myself and cut out that middle person. And that was really the idea that birthed my company back in 2001, the early, early 2001, and it was really nothing sexy about it. It was staffing. And I became my very first employee where I staffed myself as a registered nurse to hospitals uh, in the San Antonio area. So that's, that was the genesis of, my, of truly becoming an entrepreneur, if you will. You know, I guess finding this, a problem, identifying a problem, and, and, and coming up with a solution. Um, and it was later that the whole military thing kicked back in. So it's a fantastic story. But... Um, I know you asked kind of about that, but and, and again, I, I appreciate your words of, of having served. It, um, it's, it was an enjoyable time in my life. But it was in 2006, Jim, where um, um, I was I was activated by the military, but this time I was activated as a registered nurse. So I went back into the army in 2006 and 7 for 18 months as an army nurse. Oh wow! So you originally uh, retired or got out of the service, but then they brought you back. 
so I didn't, I did not retire, but I did get out. I served my, uh, my, my tour when I was, again, I was in my late teens, early twenties. Um, so late teens, early twenties, and I just got out of the service. And, um, so no, I, I wasn't retired. Uh, I, I was a reservist at the time I was activated. So I was an inactive reservist. And so I was activated at that time. Gotcha. You know, when it's interesting your story about uh, starting in 2001. A lot of entrepreneurs, Rick, they 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 think they want to go out and invent something or you know create something brand new that's never been used before. And what you did was what a lot of people do is they they recognize a need um, because of either a bad experience or they just their eyes are open and they say I could do this better, right? <laughs> I mean that's a, a lot of restaurant tours start out that way where they're they they're tired of their local restaurant giving crappy service and they go you know all I got to do is give better service it's not that hard to make this kind of food and that goes on in a lot of different industries so you recognized in the staffing industry and said you know what why should I uh, give part of part of the uh, compensation, so to speak, to this company. I could start my own company, and, and um, I, I'd be the sole employee, which is what most how most entrepreneurs start. That's, that's a very cool story. Cool. Thank you. So, um, you know, Rick, what, what is your core message today? Like, uh, do you still have the staffing business? Did you sell that? or? So another great question. It's, I, I was the owner-operator of that even through my 18-month uh, tour of duty, uh, had the 18-month tour of duty was one of those was a was a really big moment for me because I had to hand over uh, not only the leadership but the operations of the company and it was growing. We had in our heyday we had 600 employees and we worked um, uh, exclusively with the federal government. So we were putting doctors and nurses in military hospitals in 29 states, actually sorry, 19 states. And um, then I was activated. So it was one of those moments where I had to. I had to hand over leadership of the company, so bring in a new CEO, new operations folks, because obviously I was in uniform and I, I couldn't, I was no longer involved. The company grew. The company grew while I was gone, and it was, it was another one of those entrepreneurial aha moments where, um, as entrepreneurs, it's like, when, when is it okay to hand over the reins? But it's rare that we're forced to hand over the reins. So long story short is uh, the company grew, came back in 2007, um, and uh, I opened up another business. I opened up some fitness centers, some CrossFit gyms. So I, I continued to stoke the entrepreneurial fire. But to answer your question, it's um, I ended up selling the staffing company. Uh, we ended up closing on that sale in 2013. So I've been out of the staffing business for about two years. So I did sell it. We grew it, and uh, it was a fantastic, a fantastic journey, uh, a, a chapter in my life, and uh, sold it. 100% lock, stock, and barrel uh, two years ago. How cool is that? Now, I know you um, wrote a book called The Power of Bink, the new movement to find meaning in four easy steps. I want to ask you about the, the, the Bink movement, the book, and how, so how did the whole Bink thing come in? I probably, you probably ought to start explaining what, what did you mean by Bink. Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, I can laugh now at the story, at, at how the word emerged and the, the moments where all this happened. But um, so I, I kind of shared, uh, you know, briefly my story being in the military and uh, then selling my company. Well, after the sale of the company, uh, it's often construed as being the pinnacle of entrepreneurism where you sell a company or maybe you leave it as a legacy business. And the thing is, Jim, is that when I sold it, 
while everybody around me seemed to think, you know, way to go, Rick. You know, one of our guys made it. He sold the company. The fact was it was very lonely. Um, I was, uh, yes, I found myself in a different position in life, and it was a very lonely one. I, I had access and resources to things I had never dreamt of, but um, it, it, I was lost. That, that's just that's the bottom line. I was lost. I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know where to turn. And it's ironic because at those places in one's life, when one is surrounded by certain things, it's like you can do anything you want, and that's true. And the fact is, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started this journey of searching for what was next for looking what was next. Maybe it was purpose. Maybe it was meaning. I didn't know. And along that search in 2012, uh, I had an accident. I was in a weightlifting competition, and 225 pounds crushed my right leg. So, it um, I, again, today I can smile when I look back, but at the moment, especially as a trauma nurse, I realized something's, something's really wrong when 225 pounds just uh, lands on your leg. So... I knew something was wrong, but here's the choice I, I made, and it's a choice that I think we all have the opportunity to make. It's we can ask why me, or we can say what does this mean? And I chose to ask what does this mean? So the first time I told the story of my accident was um, I was still in recovery. I was still uh, post-surgery, and I went to an event, and I was talking to a good friend of mine at an event, and it was just her and I, and we're drinking glass, we have a glass of wine, and I have my big old knee brace on, and my leg had been, you know, fixed up, and, and she said, what happened, Rick? And I told her, oh, I had an accident. And uh, she paused, and, and just kind of in this pause, it's almost like the room was silent, like a movie. It wasn't, but in my mind it was. And she looked right through me, Jim, and she said, Rick, tell me what really happened. And even now, as I tell you, I get goosebumps because it's like, oh, my gosh, she knows something. So her name is Sam Horn. She's a good friend of mine to this day. And so I told her the story of what happened. And I said, Sam, when the weight hit my leg, it was this, it was an opening that was like an awakening. It was a bink. And when I said the word bink, I flipped my wine glass, and it made this sound that resonated into the air. And then literally everybody in the room stopped and looked at us because they heard that, that bink resonating sound. And she stopped and I stopped and she said, that's your word. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, that's the word that's going to change your life. And so um, that's where the word bink comes from. It was another one of those made-up words. But, you know, Jim, I think for certain moments in life, an epiphany doesn't fit uh, saying it was an aha moment, it doesn't work. Uh, saying uh, that was the, the way it was supposed to happen, just it didn't feel right. But bink, a bink moment, it was a moment that opened the door to what was next in my life. So here was her challenge to me, and then I'm going to be quiet. She said, Rick, okay, she said, Rick, now if you shared that story, if you shared the story and what you learned and how you emerged and how other people can maybe maybe get a taste of that, do you think it could change one person's life? And I said, Sam, I think it could. She goes, then it is now your moral obligation to do so. So, Jim, I started writing my book. Wow. She sounds like somebody I would love to meet someday. Um, you know, in, um, I, I went through a 15-month, uh, what I now look back on and call my season of crises, where, you know, when I had uh, – Four teenagers at home. My wife Stephanie was a stay-at-home mom, so I was the sole 
uh, source of income. And uh, I lost my job, and I thought, oh, I'll be fielding multiple lucrative job offers in a couple of weeks, not to worry. Well, that turned into 15 months of unemployment. We lost our savings. We started racking up serious debt. And just for good measure, 12 months into this uh, season of crises, I was diagnosed with stage uh, 2 melanoma. And um, so I had to deal with that. And so uh, same thing with you, Rick. After my surgery, I, I I suddenly became very aware of what was going on. And there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a reason for it or, you know, a purpose and things like that. And um, that really led me down the path where I am now, you know, with my different businesses and my coaching program and, and helping other people. Um, and I think what happens, you know, with you, with your leg getting crushed and me with the unemployment and cancer Sometimes it takes a it takes a shaking up or you know something happens to drop us to our knees to really take stock in what's going on because you know life life passes by right in a flash of an eye so you know how is your, let me ask this how's your leg right now are you are you all healed and walking or or still permanent injury or so that's a that's another great question and thank you for asking I, I think that my sense is that you and I have a lot of the same um, internal motivations, and I, I would bet that the majority of your listeners as well have that same sort of drive. So to answer your question, I did an Ironman triathlon last year. I was like, there's no dang way, I would like to use a stronger word, but I will, there's no dang way I am going to live the rest of my life beaten down by an injury. So um, my challenge last year was to do an Ironman, and I did it. So that's, that's, um, that's where I am that's today. Awesome. Still pushing, still driving. So you're right. Now, was her name? Did you say Pamela? My friend's Your name friend? was Pam. Pam Horn. Yep. So I would say Pam is um, wow, a very special person in your life, and she's right. You. I think your mission, in, in whatever way or shape your life takes, your entrepreneurial journey, or you're being an author, speaker, whatever, you you have to keep telling your story. You know, when you're one of the things when you're a successful business owner is you, they have backstories, and this is your this is part of your backstory, and it will help people connect. I mean, everybody goes through crap in their life, right? Nobody's immune to crap, but it's like, what do you do with it? How do you learn from it? One of the things I think that um, you know, my coaching clients appreciate for me is I have a, I waste no time, not even a minute of the day because, you know, when you face your mortality, you recognize how important life is. And then I also don't sugarcoat anything. I am very blunt. If and I'm not just going to beat around the bush. And I think you, you also recognize from, from what you went through, Rick, well, don't let me put words in your mouth, but you recognize how precious not only life is, but the ability to make sure you live every moment you know, to the fullest, right? I mean, that was that was kind of an earth, a nerve-shattering moment for you. No doubt, it was. That's that is it. You know, it's uh, so many of us uh, spend a lot of our time. Uh, you know, we should our pants. You know, I should have done that. I, I should have said this. And you know, one day we wake up and we have this big old load of should in our pants, and we're wondering how the heck did I get this load in my pants? And so. Stop shooting yourself, and you're right. You know, seize the day, take charge, and it's as simple as I, I say it's as simple as, and uh, but for me it, it has been. It's just decide, just get up and decide. I'm I'm gonna run this day and not let the day run me, and uh, that's that is how I live. That's awesome. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but you just you were quoting my my sixth book is called Decide. <laughs> it's called Decide: The Ultimate Success Trigger. So I like that you say just decide. So that's, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, I appreciate. I, I it. didn't. 
I, I didn't, but there you go to the synchronicity of great minds thinking alike, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. So let me ask you this. I'm gonna I wanna go down a different a different uh path. I got a couple more questions, but I wanna go down a, a path with you and because and, I think one of the things I recognize, um and some of my listeners share this with me, is they like the very conversational way in which I interview people and they feel like they're just listening to a conversation between two friends and they pick up nuggets. So I don't know, you you probably do a lot of interviews, but I'm probably the least scripted person or one of them anyway. But what I want to do, Rick, I want to ask you about your journey right now. So it was like an epiphany. You went through a very, um, you know, you had a big aha moment from, from the from the uh, the tragedy, and you got your, your experience as a veteran, as a nurse, as an entrepreneur, and so you wrote the book, The Power of Pink, which, by the way, m- most people can't get their book done, so congratulations on that, but what's next? What is the, you know, what's the next three to five years look like for Rick Martinez? You know, I appreciate you asking that, because that, um, it's, it, it, my wife calls me Planet Boy, because uh, she's, since she first met me, she said, Rick, every day you wake up, you're on a different planet. You never know what you're going to do next or where you're going to land. But I think in this case, I, I kind of have an idea of what the next three to five years looks like. And my wife is grateful for that because for the first time, Planet Boy has a sense of being grounded. Um, well, you know, in, in simple terms, I, I would love to write another book. I discovered that I love to write. I I, um, I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed getting things out of my head onto paper or onto the, my laptop. Uh, so I imagine that the next three to five years has another book in me. And I think maybe this one's more story-driven, um, developing the, the, our business. So while I wrote a book, it's called The Power of Bink, and uh, you know, our, what we did is we actually formed a corporation. I think I, I never quite satisfied that entrepreneurial itch, so I put the hat back on, and we formed a corporation called Life Pivot. And one of the things we're doing, which is very heart and soul felt for me, is uh, developing the brand of Bink and getting the message out there of finding meaning in four easy steps. And interestingly enough, Jim, is that that's what led into the whole purpose acting. I was trying to figure out how I could find meaning quicker because I don't want to go be a monk. No offense to monks. I love monks. I don't want to have to go climb a mountain or take a six-month sabbatical to the jungles of Southeast Asia to find myself. Um, I got obligations. I have a family. I have a mortgage. I have a life I want to live fiercely, and I wanted to find meaning now. So that's where the whole purpose hack emerged from. And I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm in. I'm. I don't want to seem like I'm scattered, but um, I'm actually developing that into what may be. Um, something very cool. You know, how can others purpose hack their lives? That's very cool. You know, I think there's a lot of people searching right now. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not making a political statement, but the last several years have not been easy for small business owners, for entrepreneurs. It hasn't been easy. I've, I connect with an awful lot of people through my church and things like that that are not entrepreneurs, but they're, they want to become an entrepreneur even part-time to supplement because the good job they once had is now you know, paying half of that. So I think the world of entrepreneurialism is alive and well, and I, I think there's, there is no other option on the planet that can help you recover from and create wealth for yourself for you know for life and also a uh, comfortable retirement other than being an entrepreneur and um you know I'm a firm believer that we all go through things so we can help others and teach others and and have a message not everybody has to have a, a 225 
pound barbell fall on their leg or go through melanoma and things like that. But it's what you do with those lessons. So I think there's something there for you. And, you know, I, I think um, in the next three to five years, I would say probably has at least three books. So I, I don't know how long it took you to write your first one, but you got to speed that up a little bit because, you know, if you think the first book is powerful, the second, third, fourth, etc., make it even more powerful. And just, you know, from, from my own experience, as I I've wrote six books in six years. It makes you a, a, also a much more in-demand uh, guest to be interviewed, an in-demand speaker, and things like that. So uh, I do believe you have a message to share, Rick. So I, I'm going to just put my coaching hat on and encourage you to start writing another book, but try and set maybe more of a, a deadline of uh, three to six months, something like that. Very cool. I, I, I love challenges, Jim. So you you may you may you may have upset my wife because now I have another challenge in, in my bucket. And I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh goodness. Upset, <laughs> so what? So what do you? How do you fill your day? Uh, like what? Are you, I mean, you're doing interviews. Are you pushing the book? Or you know what? Are you, I know you. So you sold your business, and you know, um, as your wife would say, Planet Boy. What do you? What do you do today? What's the next step? What's the next step you know, for Rick Martinez? Great, another great question. I appreciate you asking. It's um, I, I'm very ritualistic, so my day starts the same, the same kind of 60 to 90 minutes every morning. But the way I spend my day, so believe it or not, so ironically, before I, I kind of answer the question, is I am busier now than I've ever been in my life. So we're we we're developing the power uh, project Bink. I'm sorry, not the power Bink, but developing the business project Bink. And what that means in in actionable terms is. We've developed our website. We are writing content. We're posting blogs. Um, I am getting out there and speaking. I'll be speaking at an event in Santa Barbara in about six weeks. Um, I am I'm, I am head head. In, let me see. I've taken a head first dive into the entrepreneurial world. I've been a member of entrepreneurs' organization for coming up to five years, and I'm. Um, I do facilitation, so I facilitate learning days for young entrepreneurs. In other words, I teach them business 101 four times a year. So that takes me, that puts me on the road at least four times a year, if not more. And my last trip, which was very cool, was to Amsterdam. And the final thing, which if I, as if I don't have enough things to do, it's uh, I'm developing a new website for Purpose Hack. And I don't want to get too far off track, but, you know, developing a website and writing the content and uh, – um, the products we're going to be selling and services we're going to be offering. It's, it's, I, I'm sleeping less and less, but I'm having more and more fun. So my days are packed, and it's just a blast. Well, good for you. Well, I've really enjoyed this. I can't believe we, uh, we just blew past 26 minutes. It's been a lot of fun connecting with you. Rick, I know there's going to be people who want to uh, look at your book and, and look at the website you built. What is the uh, URL, and how can they connect with you? I'm going to make it easy for you guys, Jim. I appreciate your time. And uh, it's actually for, for the listeners of your podcast and uh, for anybody who's in your world, they can download the book for free. It's at projectbank.com forward slash stick like glue. So I made it super easy, projectbank.com forward slash stick like glue, and they can have a copy Very of the cool. book for free. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Rick, thank you so much. Continued success and stay healthy and um, and, and keep your wife happy now. Get Stay focused and, and uh, get a lot done every day. For sure. Thanks a lot, Jim. I appreciate it. 
Okay. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with veteran, registered nurse, writer, successful entrepreneur, and uh, as his wife would say, planet boy, Rick Martinez. I like that. Stick Like Glue is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Again, all great things in your business. Don't miss our next live event, Dream Business Academy. It's coming up in October 7th, 8th, and 9th, and it's in Annapolis, Maryland, a beautiful place. Uh, Bob Berg, Melanie Benson Strick, Susie Miller, Gary George, Jessica Rhodes, tons of great speakers. It's a pitch-free zone. You'll leave with a blueprint on how to create your million-dollar blueprint. I am your host from Stick Like Glue Radio. My name is Jim Palmer. Watch for another great episode this time next week. Until then, you keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Hey, now go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Stick Like Glue Radio features Jim Palmer's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice for action-oriented entrepreneurs. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.getjimpalmer.com. To learn more about Jim's Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind program, visit www.dreambizcoaching.com. That's www.dreambizcoaching.com. If you know other entrepreneurs looking for the fastest way to hire profits in their business, please tell them about the Stick Like Glue radio podcast. Now, go and implement what you've learned and boost your profits. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue radio.